Hey team, just a heads up before you listen to the third episode of Trend in the League, we had some pretty, uh, we'll call it major technical difficulties um, <laughs> in parts. Yeah, a few cutouts here and there, and my, um, I should say Alex's mic was lagging quite a bit, um, and he was cutting in and out for me, but we got it done, I've mashed it all together, and yes, it's not the greatest listen, but it is... You can listen to it. So, hope you guys enjoy, and hopefully next week we get that all sorted. But please enjoy, and please share it around to your friends, and yeah. Cheers, team. Hey, team. Welcome to the third edition of Trending in the League. And for the second time, I am joined by my best mate, Alex Levine. Alex, how you doing, brother? Bloody fantastic, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Again, and big shout out to Alex because he's working night shift at the moment. So he's staying up for this, and it means a lot, mate. And hopefully, I don't um, cause you sleeping on the job tomorrow. Awesome. So, the topic this week that we'll we'll put our own little spin on is State of Origin. Now, why is it topical? Well, Currently, we'd be in the midst of State of Origin. I believe the first game would have been played. Um, I'm trying. I was just trying to do some research before to see when the days, when the um, games were actually meant to be played. But I'm actually having trouble finding this. But we'd be either just before the second game or just before, just prior, um, just past the second game. But anyway, it's normally where we're talking about Origin and talking about the games that have happened and. A lot of times we're arguing over who should have been selected, who, you know, who should have been dropped for who and all that. So I thought it'd be a good good topic to dissect this week and it can go a lot of directions as well because of the first question and it's pretty broad. What makes Origin so great? Because it's pretty fantastic, isn't it, Alex? It's just awesome. Yeah, it's it's a spectacle, right? Um, oh, I just think a lot of it is down to the crowds, which is probably good that yeah, they've made sure. it this year we'll so that, that hopefully they will have crowds. The scheduling of it. Um, but, yeah, it's just, that, it's just the, like you said, the spectacle. It's hard to explain. Um, it's one of those things like I compare it to the All-Star games and a lot of, you know, obviously in the NBA, NFL and MLB. And all that, um, where you know they have this big hype, all star games, the best players, and all that. But obviously, it's more of a um, expedition game because they don't want to get injured, you know. And the NBA have done some good things this year to make it a bit more competitive. But with State of Origin, even though in the middle of the season, um, they just you know it, they don't give two shits for three nights of a year. They just go all in all. It's the best way to describe it is made against mate, state against state. They're just in it. And it's just, it's really a war in the field and it's just hard to describe. I just wish one of the things um, well, we can talk about is I just wish, you know, obviously we know um, all the great sporting events in the world. Um, I wish the likes of Americas and European countries were more exposed to this great theatre. You know, it's one of the great rivalries and I don't even think I've been biased because it is my favourite sporting event. Um, well, yeah, it would be my favourite sporting event. I just wish the wider public were, 
you know, had access to this. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is probably one of the, um, yeah, biggest games. Um, yeah, I, well, one of the things definitely is, that um, I look forward to each year. Anyway, you know, it's built. You know, you've, there's obviously a long history between these two teams because it happens every year with grand finals, with finals matchups, and you know, soccer, the Champions League, all that. You do have great rivalries, but this one, this. Yeah, there's going to be another storyline added each year because it's an annual thing. We know who's going to be playing each year. Obviously, the rosters chop and change, but with others, you know, and obviously the NRL and other sporting leagues, there's going to be different finalists each year. You might have, even though the Roosters are red hot this year, um, even though them and the Storm might consistently be um, from, like, the last five years, you know, built up a strong rivalry because they're playing in big games against each other. You know, in a couple of years... That might not be the case, you know. So with this, you know, these teams are always playing each other. So there's always another chapter to the book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's also, like, you know, well, there's two teams playing. I mean, most league fans would um have one of the two that they support. There's not a lot that sit in the middle. Um, so just the support base for each team, I guess, is, is larger when you're splitting um, teams from 16 clubs into um, two teams, then, yeah, you have big fans yeah, for and sure, man. Um, big and we'll passion touch for it, on I guess. Some of our favourite mo- moments from Origin, um, and I don't know if you've got a list or anything, but a game, there's a moment that stands out, but I, it's probably my favourite game of all time. Um, by the way, I'm a Queensland fan, and you kind of you're a Queensland fan, aren't you, Alex? You kind of sit in the feet way. You're not too invested in one, are you? Yeah. No, I'm not too. I'm not too invested. But if I had to lean one yeah, way, it'd sure. probably be um, But yeah, my favorite moment in game was um, 2012 game three, um, most notably known for the Cooper Cronk field goal, but. I think that takes away from a lot of other great moments in that game. Um, there was a moment where Greg Inglis looked certain to score a try after a rare break by Cameron Smith. And then Josh Morris comes out of nowhere, an incredible try saving tackle. Um, Josh Morris pulls another bit of magic to give the Todd Carney the chance to level it up on the sideline, kicks the goal. Petro's final game of Origin 2. Um, yeah, I watched this game not too long ago during the break, and there was just some, yeah, great moments. And for me, it's um, definitely one of, yeah, my favourite Origin moments uh, of all time. Probably my favourite rugby league moment, eh? I just, yeah, always, and what a kick it was, 40 metres out. And people will probably forget that this was Cooper Cronk's first official starting series too, you know, um, Lockyer the year before. And Cooper Cronk yeah. was coming off the bench, and... It's funny to think as Cooper Conk, a bench player, certainly because how structured he is in a way, um, but he was very effective of it, and I think we've missed that in recent times. Like, Cherry Evans did a job of it, but we're kind of still trying to find, Queensland are trying to find that next kind of cemented 14. We had that with Morgan, but he's kind of had to be thrown into centres and whatnot, so it'll be interesting to see if we can get, uh, yeah, a permanent 14 for a while. Yeah, yeah, well, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think there's almost it's almost a spot where you can just pick whoever's in form yeah, and the is, most exciting player yeah, at the time. Really? Maybe yeah. it's like you get you yeah. get that cemented one once for Queensland's sake. Um, once you get that series one, you once you get that formula that works. But at the moment, um, we're in that post first and cronk slap era still. Um, and you know yeah. you almost won the series last year, so it's not all doom and gloom. But um, yeah, you wouldn't put it past New South Wales to get on a bit of a roll and. The next couple of years. Do you have any favourite moments that really stick out, mate? Oh, probably the one. What one? The um, Jared Hayne. Just his performance in twenty fourteen, um, or yeah, I think it was that year. The, that year, the try where I don't know. He probably was oh, held, yes. but when he got tackled and ended up like rolling over, sort of and scored and. Yeah, just him jumping but, up in the crowd probably stands there. He yeah. was probably my favourite player in the game. That at the was time, my so. favourite origin moment. Um, this will be fair, Alec. <laughs> but yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then yeah, just oh, probably a lot of the punch ups. Um, the most recent probably was when Gallantin, yeah, that miles. Um, but yeah, just it just showed the love that they had and the the fight that they had and. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, it's probably it's about we'll go, me, really. Um, continue with the fight and stuff because obviously it's been rubbed out of the game, and you get under, understandably so. Um, not just because of the safety issue of it, but you're trying to introduce kids to the sport, and you know you're you're an adult and you turn on the telly and you're you know whatever six year old, seven year old, or even even older than that watching, and you see guys fisting, punching each other. It's not a good look. Um, you know, we love it and we can understand, you know, it's all to do with just that what on the field and all that, but it's hard to kind of obviously teach your kids what's wrong, what's right type of thing when you're seeing grown adults do that. But with that fighting one year, one of my favourites, this is my first year properly watching league and it was a dead rubber. It was 2009 and Steve Price got KO'd. Um, I forgot who he was punching up with, but he was... Um, oh, I can't remember, but anyway, Trent Waterhouse coming. Oh, we might have cut out with Alex at the moment. He gave me a quick message, but I'll just continue. And yeah, knocked out. And then I remember Dan Lockyer put up a huge bomb um, to Kirk Gidley and all the Queensland players just um, steamed in. Um, we'll just check. Alex, are you there, mate? Hello? Do you hear me? Hello. All right, guys, we might just pause it there and then come back shortly. Um, and, yeah, we'll just have to cram in too. You back, mate? Yep, I'm here. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's the last thing you heard me say? About uh, fights. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll quickly just sum up what I was saying about the Steve Price one when he got knocked out by Trent Waterhouse, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, and then, but my favorite thing about that was the set after where they Lockyer bombed it up to, or a couple of sets after where Lockyer bombed it up on the penalty, I believe, to Kurt Gidley. Um, yeah, ambushed, and that just for me, that was just a really looking back at it, and I sometimes 
stumble across that moment, I'm always enjoyed watching it. You know, it was a little bit of a pity thing, like, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, just um, yeah, this obviously the eight series run was another great moment that sticks out, and um, something that is going to be pretty hard to repeat. And you know, do you see a potential op- opportunity for New South Wales right now to do a similar thing? Yeah, yeah, it could. Um, yeah, I, I think at times New South Wales might yep. have too many options. Um, like even talking about this seven now, um, well, I think there's four names tossing around for that number seven jersey, yep. and it's like, well, yeah, who do you pick? Uh, yeah, Cleary done the job last year, but is he the most informed out of those ones or what? But um, yeah, we'll get know. to that later. Obviously, I've I've um I've come up with some lineups that I'd pick right now, and um, I do have my say on the number seven, and um yep. yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, yeah. So and also we'll just talk about some underrated moments. Maybe some moments that you know. For the regular fan, they don't mean too much, but for some reason, maybe they mean a lot for you. And one of two of my favourite players, um, Billy Slater. Um, obviously, there's a chip and chase try, but one I loved was 2010. It was a dead rub. Uh, it was game free. They really had the series in the bag, but 2010 was the only year during the eight peak where they clean sweeped. Now, there's a moment when Watmore breaks through and he looked all in, and Slater coming out of nowhere and held him up. Do you remember this tackle, Alex? Yeah, it was a yeah. I just love this tackle. Every time I see it, yep. I just think, imagine if that was like a if that was a series clincher. You know, that was one to. I just love that moment, and it just shows what a great player Billy Billy was. One of those hard oversized type um, mentalities, but and Nathan Mir, you know, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. Um, he didn't have a great debut, and I think, um, he, he showed why he wasn't a consistent. Yep. Origin player, but for him to make his debut, um, that was awesome for me. And a guy, not a great moment, but um, I think Preston Campbell is one of my favourite players. And to see back, I don't think he's ever played State of Origin. Um, one I would have loved to see if the potential 14 role. Yeah. And yeah, so those are the moments that stick out to me. And also, um, Will Hopoade is trying debut. Um, great sideline effort. I forgot what year that was, but everyone forgets how exciting. Wilford was before his win on that Mormon mission. Now he's become a very reliable centre fullback for the Bulldogs. Um, and honestly, I still thought last year he his name should have been thrown around the, you know, the circle a little bit there, but wasn't. So yeah, he he was a, a very exciting player to watch and scored a great try on debut. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um, for me, probably. Less so moments, but um, you, you hear a lot about the uh, Smith and Cronk and Thurston and Inglis and Darius and Billy <laughs> and stuff. Ford pack, um, like Petro, Steve Price, Thider. Yeah, for sure. Ashley Harrison, eight miles. They were they were machines. Dallas Johnson. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, they they were just 
Mm. They were a big part of that. And I think you probably get looked over a little bit. And fair enough, those backs and halves were amazing. But that forward yep. pack just took it to yep, New South Wales every know, time. They, and didn't they, blow they were good away, to watch. But man, they did the job. And um, yeah, Del, like I said, Dallas Johnson was one that I think he's been a guy that's been forgotten about. Nate Miles always stepped up origin time. I love Brent Tate. I think he was the kind of like the Dane Gay guy of, you know, what Dane Gay guy's doing now. He can play centre, but he majority of the time at Origin, he played wing and he just yep. was an extra forward out there. Um, and he brought a lot of intensity as well. So we'll move on to the next time. So we'll just talk about, like we said, we'd be in the midst of it right now. So why aren't we what, talking about these selections? Why aren't we watching it? Um, yeah, this bloody pandemic has kind of thrown a span on the work. So Origin's going to be played um, later in the year, in November, a week <laughs> after the grand final. And I believe it's back-to-back-to-back weeks. Um, so there's only a week um, in between each game. What are your thoughts on, obviously you touched on, it's great because this will give us opportunity to have crowds. Um, so for me, definitely, I'm glad it's happened. I was... Um, and I'll go on some reasons why I was a bit sceptical of it. But, yeah, what are your overall thoughts on it being at this time <laughs> of the year? Um, I think, like, I wouldn't look at this for future years, but I think just because of this year, I think it's it's perfect how they've, they've just gone and said, well, hey, look, it's one of the big events. Move it to the end of the year. Make it its own little thing for a year. Um have crowds hopefully and and I think it'll be it'll be a great success this year but I definitely yeah, probably um, move it back to middle of the year by like, next year I I'd just say. wonder if there could have been tweaks like you know maybe give it obviously we're trying to cram a lot in but you know could they have done it a couple of weeks after the grand final could there be a bigger gap between each like I just want to see the best players playing and I just feel like if we only have weak gaps between this um, the quality of football could also be, you know, you could still be sore after a week after. Yeah, no, I know, you know, they're growing at their athletes, but just little things like that. Is it, is, was there a possible way where we could just maybe have a little bit in between? Maybe one week we have that and um, one week we have Origin. The next week we fit in the NZ Tonga series um, where we have them play game one um, and then we kind of go week about. But probably there was just too, it was just too, yeah, not enough time to cram it all in. So that's why they've done it back to back to back weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think um, yeah, that, that would have sort of looked at it. It would have been made it quite exciting, but um, I think yeah, they're just yeah, trying to get sure. it done um, before about, the end of the year. Yeah, I guess be played now. This might also be affected by yeah, the coronavirus. It might um, just be in the areas where it's least affected. And at this moment, um, obviously, Melbourne's looked out of the picture. But hopefully, for um, their sake, that it's controlled by them. But, hey, you never know. But, you know, um, for me, like, I think it was meant to be played um, in Adelaide this year, game one. I'm all for um, just keeping it the state of origin, uh, keeping it, sorry, in those states. <laughs> Queensland and New South Wales because I think we can grow the game in other ways like obviously shifting the nines like we did to Perth or 
playing more test matches out there or, you know, stuff like that. I'm all for, I just, for some reason, I like um, it just being in the States where, you know, those teams have been represented because I just think the atmosphere is better and you just play it year about. So New South Wales has it this year or Queensland has the two-game advantage year before. What are your thoughts about having a game somewhere else? I think I'm like you personally. I I, I think this um, court just yep. full of maroon or ANZ Stadium just fully blue, um, and you do get the uh, oh, you still do get good atmosphere in the other locations. But I mean, when you got since supporting the home team, it's the noise is just amazing. Where's Probably in those other places, yeah, for sure. A bit more of an you're even just split out, for the you're crowd. Just cutting out a little bit there, but I did um, gather that. So you're basically, yeah, you're kind of in the same piece for me. But yeah, like it's not the end of the day. Like I don't, you know, I'm not totally against it, and I understand why they do it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those little things. I just see everyone yeah. kind of. There seems to be less people that feel like it should just be kept there and. I'm someone that's like they've even talked about it being New Zealand, and obviously that'd be awesome for us. But even I'm not, I'm not too keen on that. You know, I, I'd more than happily like one day, I think we'll make our way over there and watch a watch a game for sure. If if you're a true footy fan or Origin yeah, fan, you'll definitely. Um, yeah, I think I think it'd be cool just for us, easy to. If it was in New Zealand, but yeah, no, nah, I think keep for it sure, in, in Sydney sure. or Brisbane. Um, but how, like, maybe because obviously that's probably just a way they want to grow the game. And we're talking about how I wish I was talking about how I wish it was kind of bigger globally. Any potential ideas of um, you know, spreading, you know, um, getting more interest in other countries or other states, even the state of well. I think... I think Australia's probably um, should take that back. I think there's I enough think, interest. Probably, yeah, just more globally, I believe. Um, I think probably to grow the game, you're probably best option if you get, like, international games, like uh, England and New Zealand played in America. Um, that didn't turn out as they wanted, but... Your reach, I guess, yeah. Uh, okay, I think you might have cut out, mate. Yeah, hang on, are you there? So what, uh, what, yeah. what was your, just to summarise, what was the, your point? Yeah, I mean, oh, pretty much just like the international game is probably your best opportunity if you could grow that and then start having test matches in different um, locations that that would be your best way to grow it, and then from that they'd yeah. sort of look into oh, league, and then the they'd stumble upon Origin well, eventually. You just I guess. And Heine over to one of the big networks, and you just get them to do some rip-off segment where you, they basically barge into the ESPNs and the TNTs and all that, and you just you get them some way to manipulate them to put get them to watch watch some league, and you just kind of just a little. Oh, obviously, this is not the way you do it, but. I just think it'd be great TV and just to 
funny thing. It would honestly um, just, yeah, basically getting some two clowns on TV to try to grow the game. Um, that would that would be, you know, obviously not the most effective way, but I tell you, yeah. I enjoy, I'd enjoy watching it playing out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, obviously the connection hasn't been great, to oh, yeah. guys. But we'll just finish up with. Um, I've come up with some predicted lineups that I believe um, potentially, you know, hope. Um, I've kind of haven't considered injury in a way. Like obviously, Victor Radley can't be picked now. Um, but guys like Michael Morgan, I've considered, and James Tedesco's there, obviously. So um, these are my lineups that I'd have for the State of Origin games if they had to be picked today and everyone was able to take part in the series. So are you ready for my New South Wales lineup, Alex? Yeah, so at fullback, I've got James Tedesco. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm no, ready. Don't need to add much to that, do I? Oh, you there, mate? Yeah. You there? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. mate. Um, I think I'm just losing you a little bit. Years, so last year I had Josh out of car. Obviously, Josh out of car, Blake Ferguson. And before the season, I would have really just seen them being the wingers. Now, I haven't checked this guy. I believe in my retirement origin, but I've completely I've changed my wingers up to Brett Morris and Nick Kotrick, because I believe Freddie obviously picked Nick Kotrick in game one, so he was looking at that, and Nick Kotrick hasn't been playing bad. Um, Brett Morris has been awesome, and you need an old reliable, and I just haven't been sold on Blake Ferguson and Josh Adakar this year, especially with the stuff with Josh Adakar in quarantine um, as well. Um, I think he's left a bad taste in a few people's mouth with that, so... Dude, this is probably my biggest shake-up of the lot, but um, I've gone with two, yeah, Morris and Kotrick. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, interesting. Um, but, again, I think I think those two will do a job, and um, if I need yeah. it, they'll, they'll like deliver. Like, for me, I, I probably just said that, like, I think it's, I think it's a, you know, obviously if Josh and Blake Ferguson are picked... You know, I'm not questioning that selection at all. I think it's probably the favourite still. But, um, yeah, I just think, um, for me, I just see a few reasons, um, a few more reasons to pick them at this stage. And centres, Tom Dravojevic and Jack Whiten. Um, yep, I wouldn't change it. Halves, Luke Carey and Nathan Cleary. Uh, Luke Carey, sorry, Nathan Cleary. So that's my halfback. Um, and... I think yeah, fair enough. with the halfback thing, for me, he's been playing awesome. He's incumbent. And I think he actually doesn't have to do too much. He's the best option defensively. And he's the one that just he's just going to do his role. And he's the most composed out of the, the lot, I believe. Uh, or you can, yeah, Mitchell Pierce, you know, he's been great. Um, and then, you know, in recent, in the recent past. But, um, yeah, clearly... He doesn't have to do too much when he's got Luke Carey there. And, yeah, he's got a cool head on him for a young young fella. Uh, would you have Nathan Cleary as your halfback? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, at the moment I would Payne be picking him, yeah. Damien Cook, David Klima. Yeah, Boyd yep, Warner. That sounds about what I'd have. Well, I'm assuming he's your mate because he's a eel boy. I've got Ryan Madison to shake up in the back row, and I've got Jake. Yep, 
got Jake Great as my 13. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, 14, yep, I've yep, gone yep, 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 sort of benched last year, I believe. I've gone Cameron Murray, um, and I've gone Paul Vaughan. He's got good size and got good footwork. Um, Wayne Graham's still there. And I didn't really know. I wanted this guy on my team, and I didn't really know whether to go with a guy at the middle or guy on the edge still. Um, and that's why I ultimately put this guy on the bench. Also made sure I could put Madison at 12. So that's why Tyson Frizzell is going to be off the bench as well. He can be a front row. He can be a lock. He can be a second row. Um, yeah, so that's why that's how my team looks in the end with Tyson Frizzell. Um, and, yeah, and probably Gaff, or say Gaffo 18th, man, just because I think Gaffo has been awesome this year. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Any names like any team, Actually, can I tell you one name I really want to get in there because I didn't think he particularly deserved to be in there last year, even though he played okay, but he's had a better year this year. Um, Daniel Safiti. How good is he? Yeah, he's killed. He could potentially kick Dave Clemmer out of this lineup. Dave Clemmer hasn't been bad either. He's just been that good. Old Safiti. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and we'll go into Queensland. Obviously, um, we're a bit, yeah, nice sketching out on your end a little bit, Alex. Yeah, I think we're both are, mate. Yeah, I'll just quickly run from the lineup and then we'll finish up. Sorry about that, Alex, but um, yeah, hopefully next week our connection's a bit better. Um, and then Caelan Pong is my fullback, Kyle Felt and Holmes will be our wingers. Um, I believe Felt will get the, the gig over at um, Oates this year. Gag Eye centres and Michael Morgan just has to be Mr. Fix It again. Munster six, Cherry Evans seven, eight is Papali. Um, even though Harry Grant's been fantastic and Mahoney's done the job, I think it's even though you could make an argument that you want to have your nine for the future, I think Jake Friend just needs to get the job done. He needs to have a go, I should say. Um, he's been in big games, he's won three premierships and he's made for origin. Um, Josh Maguire is my other prop with Papali. Kafusi for feeder, and then Arrow and, um, to back it up. I haven't fully done my bench. Hunt will be my fourth because I still like Harry Covers half and hooker. Christian Welch, I got him in there. I thought he did a pretty good last year. Um, I haven't actually written my players here, but I think Corey Horsburgh might actually have a good shot to do it. And I do like Kat, Pat Carrigan as well. Um, but yeah, there's a couple guys in the flow. Um, you can obviously have Napper in there as well. I'm not sold on them spots, Joe Offingary. So the bench for Queensland is probably my biggest worry at the moment. Um, if you're able to hear that, um, what are your any thoughts on that, mate? No, I think that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Alex, I think we're cut out. Again. I will run out, and I think oh, should run out. Sorry, mate, um, I'm going to cut over you. Like you said, there's... Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Obviously, I'll go back and check over this. We've had a few technical difficulties today, um, and Alex has got to go to bed shortly because he's got a big, big night ahead. So, thank